When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the one only T-Quest. You're tuning to the T-Quest show. Relatable, informative, yet entertaining. Shout out to all my listeners out there, new and old. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you are new to the T-Quest platform, won't you follow me on all social media platforms at T-Quest GLM. Download your T-Quest mobile app in your Google Play Store and your App Store for free. And make sure you sign up for my mailing list on my website, GottaLoveMeWorld.com, where you can find Gotta Love Me Radio, home of the music and conversations that you want to hear GLM Designs here to take care of all your graphic needs. GLM Voice because I am the voice goddess and then some. Now I take advantage of my own platform. Before we get into today's show with today's guest, I got to do a mental check for my babies to make sure everyone is okay and great. And remember, you are human. It is okay to not be okay. You have the right to be angry, mad, pissed off, or whatever. Just remember, if it doesn't affect you in five years, try your best to give it more than five minutes. So before we bring on... My special co-host and special guest, you know, we got to pay some bills, right? So all I want to know is GLM, what up? Hey, you. Me? Yes, you. What up? Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Hell yeah. GLM Designs can help you with just that. Word? From laptop skins. You want Promotional flyers. Yo, son. Promo videos. I need that. OBS switch overlays and backgrounds. Hey yo, let me get that. Professional one sheets and so much more. Oh my god. Please visit our website. I'm on it right now. today to check out our designs. Get it. Follow us on social media at Gotta Love Me World. Follow us. GLM Designs are here to take care of all your graphic needs. And we are back, Nino Brat. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? You know, you didn't really have to outdo me with the what up, but I'm going to let that slide this one time. Okay. It's early. It it's is early. early. Yeah. <laughs> it's early yeah. So how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. kind of excited about this Why? guest coming up, so you know what I mean? Oh, so you're excited about the guest, but not excited to be on another show with me. Come on. I mean, I mean I'm always excited to be on the show with you. Come you know, on. you got to say it. You know, females love compliments. You know what I'm saying? What so you got to let it be known that you are happy and excited to be on the show with me. Facts. Facts. I'm always, always excited of being here, on here with the one and only T-Quest. Why not? <laughs> you already did. See, that's a little better. But as you know, it's not about me. It's about right. today's guest. So we're going to jump right into it and bring him on. Sounds good? Um. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? All right, let's get it. Mark, what up, though? What up, though? How are you? I'm good. Okay, okay. So, before we start, just let the people know who you are and where you're from. Uh, it's Mark Handsome, man. I'm from South Central LA. Ready to get it popping tonight on T-Quest show. Okay. I can hear the accent already. The accent? Yeah, the the West I mean, Coast accent. West Coast don't got an accent, man. That's everywhere else. We we speak in the original language. You know what I'm saying? Who don't lie to you? That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, we speak in the original language. 
Well, you know what? If you didn't say where you were from because of your dialect, it would have been obvious that you were from the West Coast. Oh, uh, well. Okay. You know why? Why is that? Because you guys have an accent. <laughs> yeah, that, part, that is. That is. That's real. That's absolutely. Real. Absolutely. So um, it's just one question I love to ask all my guests. Sometimes the answer changes. Sometimes it remains the same. I'm always curious. When you were younger, you had an assignment. When I grow up, I want to be. What did you say? I wanted to be a Laker, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be a Laker. Like, do you actually have skills balling or? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people say that. And, you know, I know the cliche of black people being basketball players, but that don't mean you got the skills. I wanted I wanted to be a Laker, um, you know, um, grade school, high school, and um. When I got into college is when the um the second career choice came, which was um uh youth services. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is that? Youth services, um I worked in youth services um prior to um getting into entertainment. You know, I worked with uh juveniles in in the halls and um the detention centers. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Now that just took a turn, but I like the turns on the show. Now what did you go to college for? Oh, my major was sociology. Yeah, so it was still it was still to go in the direction of um, you know, counseling and, and case manager and youth services, things like that. Like I had a um I had a passion for, for that. Okay. Now certain professions there's always something that may have happened in someone's life or they witnessed that made them want to stem towards that direction. Was right. that your case as well? Um, my case was, um, you know, growing up in South Central LA, and um, being a younger dude who, who um, um, gravitated to the OGs, and um, you know, being around people of that age, and always hearing the way that they would talk, and the way they would, um, you know, school school the youth, um, it just became something I was interested in. I liked it. I liked the. Um, I just like the way they rap, you know what I'm saying? How they would talk to us. So that thing became something that I wanted to learn and um, give back. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the information that you would get from people who been there, done that, mm -hmm. and the way it would motivate you after hearing them talk, and um, you know the way it made you feel after it was was something that I held on to and felt like I wanted to give, um, you know, some other boys. Um, the same feeling, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, that's awesome. I feel that we need more people in that field. You know, I always tell people instead of complaining or looking like you're dissatisfied with the next generation, why don't you take the time to actually try to help them? Right, you know, because right. we live in a world that we're emulating one another. I'm like, can you get mad at them or can you teach them so they can do better? You know, so I definitely commend you for that. Now, this may be your persona, and I don't like to assume, but are you always laid back like this? Yeah, I am, man. You, you know, that's another Cali thing. You know what I mean? I didn't want to stereotype it, <laughs> but it started to make sense, but I didn't want to do that. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, pretty much, you know, um, you know, um, you you just mellow out this way, you know, because you're more observant about things. You know, for me, when I when I'm um, uh, you know, too hype, I miss things. You know what I mean? So I like this. 
stay where you know where I'm, you know where I'm focused, things like that. Absolutely, Nino. But that's always been my personality, though. I've always been laid back. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. Quick, quick question. All right, and I'm, I'm gonna start it off. I'm gonna ask my question earlier up in this piece. Mm-hmm. All right, you've been you've been in the music industry, you know, a bit. What did you personally, you know, I asked this question. What did you personally find easiest when you stepped into this music music genre? Not the hardest thing, you know. What I mean, a lot of people say the hardest thing. I don't know what you found to be easy. When you step in this business. The easiest thing for me was networking, man. You know what I mean? Uh, just being around dudes who, who who knew how to talk and being around hustlers, you learned how to talk. And, and, you know, it was easy for me to build relationships and get in spots that I needed to be in and talk to people that I needed to talk to. And um, because I had came from seeing how when I was fearless, you know what I mean? I would say I was fearless. So, um, networking was easy for me. That was like the easiest thing for me. It continues to be the easiest thing for me. And networking is honestly one of the most important things. Right, so, right, right. Real talk, right. it is. It is. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but it is. It's not really talent sometimes. Sometimes it's your networking game that'll get you closer right. to where you need to be. Right. You know what's interesting about that? You said that networking was the easiest for you. And to be honest, networking should be the easiest thing to do because all you're doing is communicating with another human. But we know the majority of humans have a problem with communication. You, you know, um, and then it just depends where everybody come from. You know, you you know when you come up and you're a product of the environment you come from. You know, some people aren't approachable. Some people are harder to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have, we have, and, and people have their boundaries, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, until you break them situations down, um, sometimes, you know, networking can be hard for people. So I would just say, that's why I was saying it was easy for me, because I just, I just felt like I could relate, you know what I mean, to all walks, all walks. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is hard, but it should be easy. You know, right. it shouldn't be uncomfortable to ask someone for help it shouldn't be uncomfortable to ask somebody for support some advice or whatever but we know it is because like you said some people be like stop talking to me i don't want to be bothered you never know what personality you're going to get in that moment so you really got to network and communicate like the game of chess right you know but once you got the gift of gab and know who to right. talk to, how long to talk to them and all of that, then it does make it a little easier. So we went from you wanting to be a Laker <laughs> counselor and all this stuff. So what part of your life or moment in life where you was like, I want to pick up the pen and pad and be a music artist? Um. What what happened was um I was working in um youth services and um um I had a run in with the law um at one point and um and then the way the situation happened and trickled on down after going through the ticket to the case to the court and all these different things, um I ended up with something on my record that took me out of youth services. You know what I mean? And and being able to uh work as um, they felt was, uh, you know, appropriate to be around you. You know what I'm saying? Let me make make that right. Wasn't no uh, weird stuff. It was um, um, 
it was called uh, off of false documentation you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so um you just i had to put that out there wasn't on like pedophile type thing and that like that with the disclaimer <laughs> yeah but but just the, the criminal background had changed and i was like a victim of um you know during the recession time when they were just like really trying to hit people with something and um when it took me off of work you know at that point i was making like a good a good amount of um money for for a person at that point you know um 23 24 already working in youth services you know i think i was getting about 27 an hour then 32 dollars an hour when, when it was time to match. So, so that was pretty good you know what i'm saying at that time and so when my back was against the wall to uh find another source of income you know and having to go into a grocery store or something like that that just wasn't that wasn't the vibe for me i felt like um, not that I wasn't too good. I just felt like um, I was more evolved um, than that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I sat and just really tried to figure out what was the next thing to do. Mm-hmm. And um, with no skill set in music, I decided that I wanted to do music. Wait, you said with no skill set, yeah. you decided to do music. No school, no skill set. I decided to do music. It was like, where could a person who had got a felony on their record at that point, mm. where, where, where do you fall? Where there's still the type of income you want to reach accessible? Because okay. one thing about one thing about the entertainment industry, right? Nobody judges you off what your rap sheet says. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as far as what you're qualified for. You know what yeah. I mean? Because, you know, I, I like to say, I mean, keep it real. I always say the industry, entertainment is, is the streets. Mm-hmm. Because most people involved in it came from that situation, no matter what race, you know, black, whites, Latinos who sit on the boards, had labels and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Like everybody hood, you know what I'm saying? Hood ain't just in the black skin. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, you know, when we walk in a room in the entertainment business, we don't care what traffic ticket you got. We don't care what felony you had or what gun charge you had or you smoked weed or, or whatever. You know, we judge people off of um, the, the now. You know what I'm saying? We judge uh-huh. each other for the now and, um, you know, um, what good we have right now in, in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it was, it was something that I um, felt that um i wanted to you know take a dip at it because i always believed i could do whatever i wanted to do anyway yeah you know what I mean? and i think that that was the key to mm-hmm. me being successful in, in, the, in this business okay okay so i guess um i understand why you became well part of the music industry and that does make sense it's one of those careers that you have a little more lead way you know, right. and it's, it's less judgment. As long as you got something that's going to catch somebody's attention, you can let it rock. Right. You know, but then you got to make sure it's talented enough or business minded enough to keep it going so it can be very lucrative for you. Right. So um, that does make sense. But um, <laughs> another thing I wanted to say before we get more into the music is it's sad what happened. 
with the situation, especially being in a field where you really wanted to help, you know, in our community. But the best thing about being part of the music industry or becoming a public figure, you automatically have that same title. And 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 the thing about it is, you know, I was I was down and out about it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but I had um some homies and I had some um what I call it, um spiritual advisors who was telling me, like, you know, think of it as this. That platform that you're building now allows you to talk to them in the masses. You know what I'm saying? Like without any restrictions or or who can tell you you know what you can do you know you know what i'm saying and and that's what i'm uh, witnessing right now as i'm as i'm currently a part of a um a high school bsu program black student union program as of um about a month ago you know i became involved in one and um i'm now i'm living being able to feel that purpose of what i felt was took from me you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah and um actually do it now on my own merit. Like I don't, I don't have nobody telling me when to come do it or how I can do it. You know, I can do it on my terms. So um, I'm enjoying that. Beautiful. Nina, you have any questions? No, no, that's that's um interesting story, but I'm, I'm real talking. I'm glad you cleared it up. Wasn't nothing crazy in, in my history back then. You know, got caught up with something else. You know what I mean? I, I, I appreciate you clearing that up. Um, I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question. Um, me, I know we're about to talk about your current song um, in a second or so. Um, I first heard you when you flipped that Mary J. Blige joint. You know what I'm saying? What what, what made you decide to do that? Oh uh, man, you know, look. So so the so the cold part about everything is um for for those who don't know um initially when I first came out um as an artist I came up came out under Young Kino. Um, my first records was with Wiz Khalifa. Um, I had a tattoos and jewelry record with me and Tiger. Um, um, I was on J Rock's uh, remix with Lil Wayne to All My Life, and the list, you know, things go on. And so, between 2018 and 2020, I had took a, a break. Like I was deciding if, if I really still wanted to be a part of the industry, right? Mm-hmm. And so I did that, you know, I took two years off. And um, what happened is I was in the studio um, during somebody else's session because although I wasn't um, particularly um, pushing my artistry at that time, um, I've always been a person that's been outsourced uh, from people to help them um, put their singles together. Because I've always had a single, I've always had a single driven career. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was in the studio, minding my business, trying to be on the executive side of some things and doing it. And this producer, um, Disco Boogie, pulled up uh, that record, man, that beat. And uh, you know, you you know how when you still glued to music, you get to, and then you get to mumbling a little, you know what I mean? And next thing I know, I was like, hey man, let me get that. You know what I'm saying? And that was um uh around this same time last year, like about um September, October. Got it from him. Um I flipped uh what I felt like um uh, the real love meant for me, what it was for me and my life experiences. 
And then, you know, we was doing it, you know, we was heavy in the pandemic at that time. You know what I mean? So I was just talking about what real love was for me right then, you know, thinking about the pandemic and, mm-hmm. you know, how people had to be glued together, you know, during that time. And so, um, you know, I um, I wrote it out and um, you know, I reached out to Amada because you seen the video, right, um, Nina? Yes, sir. Yeah, so I reached out to Amada and... Um, it's like, yo, you know, um, well, I reached out to her people first and then she got on the phone and I was like, yo, you know, I got this record I want you to be a part of. And at first she wasn't digging um, being a, um, per se a vixen in the video because she's an artist as well. You know what I mean? So she felt like um, she didn't want to step into that, to that role. She wanted to stay in the artist role. But, um, when she heard the concept of what it was and things like that, you know what I mean, about black love and stuff like that, um, she was like, I, I mess with this, that's solid. You know what I mean? So she flew out um, um, from Miami. I'm from Cali, but we shot it in um, um, Vegas at the Monster Mansion, um, the Monster Products who make uh, the Beats by Dre, the headphones. So not the uh, Monster Drink, but the Monster Electronic company we started at they mansion um and it was just a whole vibe man you know what i mean it, it was it was a vibe there it is what well, definitely caught my attention you know what i'm saying i'm a, I'm a big fan of the original joy and when somebody flips it and flips yeah. it right you know what i'm saying yeah um, you know what i mean because some people flipping his whack so but no you did your thing so and see and see disco boogie didn't even he didn't even sample it like he replayed you know things he replayed it and things like that. And so the conflict was like, man, I was ready to let it go. Like, let it go, go. And, and, and But the thing for me was, I was like, man, is Puff going to come at me about this? You know what I'm saying? And I just didn't want the situation, right? So being that it was the first record under the rebrand, Mark Hansen, I was like, okay, cool. If I don't let it out um, commercially, you know, on on on, on radio, mm-hmm. I can do this viral thing, you know, and, and give this picture. So I'm coming back with this big image. You know, we did it in the mansion. We had the drones. You know, I had a model. You know, we had the the, um, the pools over the mountain. You know, what I mean, just just come back big with it, so it could set up the platform. Really, what I intended to do, mm-hmm. which was get to um, this record with Jim. That obviously we're here to talk about tonight and things like that. Absolutely. Now, <clears throat> I have a question, right? Because it's always this one part of interviews that people always miss and they don't ask, but I need to know, okay? Because you went from playing ball to being a counselor to music, but it's that part in between. Because all I hear you saying is big names. What was that opportunity that came to you that connected you to these names that we're familiarized with? Oh, man. So you talking about the people that I worked with? Yes. Like, how'd you get there? That's the part we need to know. Man, that's what, <laughs> that, but see, that's what we said in, in the beginning. Um, Nino said, what was the easiest? Mm-hmm. Networking. networking. Mm-hmm. You know, I came in the game, man. Um, Listen, so I always say people's success is based on um, 
what they was told in the household growing up. You know what I'm saying? I had parents who told me I could be anything that I wanted to be, right? Mm-hmm. And because I believed that, mm-hmm. um, because I believed that for myself, mm-hmm. when I when I got in this music business, right, and I dropped my first record, I was reaching out to people and, and walking up on people that I didn't understand politically. Mm-hmm. Yo, you ain't even buzzing enough yet to be trying to reach to you know that person but because i i was fearless because i i didn't i didn't because when i came in the game i came in the game with no experience right uh-huh. the funniest part is i didn't know you were supposed to have a manager uh-huh. um my record was playing on the radio and i'm like why the labels ain't calling me i don't got an email nowhere you see what i'm saying so because i was inexperienced on what the poli- the, the politics were i was just doing me Mm-hmm. And doing me made people be like, damn, this kid, like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. because the average person wouldn't go after certain people, you know what I mean? And, and reach for certain people because it wasn't politically correct. But I didn't understand what wasn't politically correct. Mm-hmm. So so at that time, coming in as a um, up and coming, and I would see an A-lister, I, I just thought, hey, if if I'm dope, you pose a work with me, not what I was charting on yet mm. or or things like that. So that was the way the relationships came. You know, um, like I said, my first record, it was me and Wiz. My next record, it was um, me and Tiger and Terry Kennedy, the skateboarder. I, I, I did a record with Jim back then that didn't get to do what it was supposed to do because I lost a family member. You know what I mean? Um, I did one with Jeezy. I got a record with John B. Like Cali Swag District. It, it was so much going on, and um, like I said, I was just you know I was having fun, fun with it in in the in the beginning, right? And and so part of the having the fun and just doing it only for fun without understanding, okay. What's the end goal? Like, are you branding something? Are you are you building a franchise? Are you gonna make a legacy? That was the reason for the rebrand. Um, when I chose to do it uh, last year, because I looked up and I had all these records all over the place, but I was like, well, but but what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and Lino may know, you know, when you come from like, when you come from the hood, you misguided. So. What it was for me was just, um, it was about, oh, I worked with that person. Oh, I worked with that person. I worked with that person. But it was like, okay, you know, B, you got 60 records out here, but what, what you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so that's that's how I said how I got to those people was, um, shit, just, you know, believing that um, um, what I saw for myself was possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is. So and, what do you? And, and it sounds like sounds like you weren't scared to hear the word no. That's what a lot of people are nervous about when they try mm-hmm. to come at folks mm-hmm. and the word no. Get out of here. You know what I mean? You keep shooting mm-hmm. a shot at these folks. Now you records all on the radio. You know what I'm saying? But you know what, Nino? Um, consciously, I don't even think I was even thinking that I could be told no. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm when I take myself back there. Not saying that I felt like they couldn't. What I'm saying is I was so um, 
I was so in the zone of feeling like things could just happen that I don't even think I was thinking I, I could be told no. You get what I'm saying? Like, like, let me tell you the funny thing about back then. Um, I had just got off a radio interview, right? And they were asking me if you could collab with anybody, who would you collaborate with? And this was like 2013, right? I said Jim Jones, right? So I leave the radio station. I go back to the studio. And I record a song called Fast Life where I did the first verse and the third verse. And I left the middle open, right, Nino? So people like in the studio, why you leave the middle verse open? What you doing? I'm like, I'm going to get Jim Jones on it. They said, bro, you got one record out. <laughs> right? I said, man, watch. Lo and behold, two weeks later, I was on a show downtown L.A. I think it was a 740 club, and Jim was the headliner. He did. And so um, when I performed that night, he was there, and some partners of mine was um, actually uh, around him at that time. And um, they pushed me through to holler at him. And so I'm telling them, like, yeah, man, I got this new record out. You know, it's popping. But I've been a fan of yours. And um, I just recorded this record. And I want you on the middle. And I'm telling them, like, I want you to do the balling thing. Like, I had the whole idea <laughs> of what I wanted to do. So he's like, listen, um, um, today is Wednesday. I'll be back in New York on Friday. You know, if everything check out how you say it is and, and you know what's going on for you, you'll have the um, vocals and stuff on, on Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. so Saturday, I'm turned up. I'm in Vegas at that time, you know, because I, I was um, I was popping. I, I had um, a record that was um, um, I had 90 stations, um, no deal. You know, I was up and uh, I'm in Vegas, you know, who, who hands in the air, you know, I'm partying and um. Uh, I get to the room that night. It's like 11 o'clock. I'm looking at the email. I'm like, man, he ain't even send me the record, right? <laughs> so I thought it wasn't popping. I woke up Sunday morning and all his vocals was in the email. Just boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? So um, again, again, what I'm telling you, T-Quest, was that it, it all happened off of just me feeling like what I could do was what I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and not even knowing the no word, you know, it's like in this, you got in this game. If you, if you know the if you know the word, no exists, then that's, that's what you're going to get. You feel mm -hmm. me? You know, <laughs> but, Okay. It's the comments because the comments, yes, you keep like, you know what I'm saying? Nino. Well, Nino, you know, so they trying to figure out, why you acting like I don't know what you're talking about? So okay, okay. <laughs> a key quest, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know what I mean, because because he initially asked the uh, the certain question, you know what I mean? Dang man, I, I know you. <laughs> Y'all listening? You know, I, I I mess with T Quest too. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's cool. I get it. Yeah. I totally understand because he asked the question. So let me ask the question so you can talk to me. Okay, no. yeah. I'm going to say, you know what I'm talking about, T-Quest? That's what I'm talking about. You know, I, 
I'd like to feel special. No, but um, no, that's super. That's super awesome and having that mindset too, because the only no I know is the no in Nino. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, as a music artist, right? So you sitting there. I got to get a new profession, new paper, right? Okay, right. you in front of the pen and pad. Now, some artists they just start writing, some start spitting, some start harmonizing. What did you do? I start writing. You know what I mean? Okay. I just started. I just started. I just started writing. You know what I'm okay. saying? And um, I ended up uh writing my my first record. And um, I uh, I was listening to a right. I had just recorded my first record. Uh, you know what I'm saying? T Quest. I had just. Look, I had just started. Um, I had just recorded my first record, and um, I was at the house and I was listening to uh, KJLH. That's like the small local station in Cali. It's Stevie Wonder station, mm-hmm. right? And they play gospel and R&B Monday through Sunday. But they had just started this show called the Saturday Night Mixdown from 8 to 12 on Saturday night. They had a little four-hour four hour block out of seven days a week where they would play hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the crib, and I'm listening to them, and they like, um, we're looking for a new, new local artist to break. If you got something hot, call us up. So I'm like, um, shoot, man, I got a record. You know what I mean? I got something, you know what I mean? So I call them up. I get through. They give me the email, tell me to email it to them. And they was like, if it's hot, we're going to call y'all back, you know, whoever, and tell you it's hot or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I send it to them. They call me back. They're like, yo, this hot. So they play the record. So I'm, I'm, I'm lit, you know what I mean? So then, the, so then the next weekend, you know, one day out of the week, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they back at it again. So the following weekend they play it. And so they invite me to the um the station. And um I did the interview and um somebody there um had, had came from Power 106. Her name was Rhea Bia and she knew that I needed more um exposure than the station that can only give you one spin per week. And okay. she took me over to um Power 106 mm-hmm. where Big Boy was at at that time. Okay. And introduced me to them, and um, I was able to get it cracking with with them. Mm-hmm. And so, with um, Power being my um, number one leading station, you know, because um, that's a trend setting station, um, things it, it just took off from there. Um, uh, DJ E Man and DJ Felly Fell and them dudes, um, they gave me opportunity to get on like the high school tours and really. Um, expose myself to um the support and the support system as we know is is the, is the kids the youth mm, and absolutely. so um that's that's really how it happened you know picking up a pen working on it i didn't even know how, what bars was you know what i mean i was just writing you know what i'm saying okay <laughs> and when i tell you it was like this it wasn't planned out it wasn't scripted or nothing it was just like Cause I always been one of them people like I, I can do I can do it like mm-hmm. even in the eighth grade when when they was wearing like bowl cuts, you know what I'm saying bowl cuts right? Okay. Um, I asked my grandfather for some clippers, and I cause I just knew I could do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that was when they was tying the shoestring like around the head and shit. 
And um, you was trying to make that perfect bowl, like the, you know, like Will Smith and them used to wear. You know what I'm saying with the high top. And um, I got some clippers. I think it was for like my birthday or something. And I just went in the bathroom and cut me one. You know what I mean? So for me, it was just like if I see it, I believe it. If it, mm-hmm. it you know what I mean? And I guess I didn't know at that time um, that I was doing what everybody is so heavily into now, which is manifestation. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Got you, got you, got you. Well, I think it's time. You know what do you think? Yeah, it's about that time. Because he manifests them a lot, talking a lot, mad features, torn in front of people. I think it's time for the people to actually witness this greatness from this man. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. You want, you want to introduce it? I think he should. Introduce your new track, and then we're going to talk about it. Oh, man, you know what it is. It's this new track, If I Like It, featuring Jim Jones and Alexis Renee. It's a whole vibe. Turn it up. It's like I'm a star. I got you that one down. It's like I'm a god. Go. 
ghost. ghost. So give me that cash. Blow a few stacks. Get it back fast. Time don't wait. So give me that bag. Shake and bake hope. If you ain't first, then you last. DVS look like water on my island. Long way from running from the siren. Shout out to DJ El Nino for mixing that for us on the show today. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Little light mix. Little light mix. Yeah, little light mix. Yeah, I want to hear the song, so I want it's a little light today. So you know. Okay, okay. Now with this song, how did it come about? Was it the beat first? Was it the the topic? Like, what was the process for this particular single? Yeah, um, I got the uh, the record first, the beat first, and um. Um, it was sent to me by a producer um, okay. in Atlanta, and um, he sent it to me, and um, uh, I, I felt it. I felt it. So um, I wrote. I wrote myself down, and um, you know, me and Jim had actually not um, been in contact since when we had did the first record, you know. And I had always wanted to revisit the situation back because when when I got the record from him. But got a record with him years ago. Like I said, I had lost a loved one during the time. So I um while the record was up, it went down because obviously I wasn't on the push no more and things like that. Mentally, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always was um wanted to revisit that because that was always somebody that um that um I respected. You know, I respected his craft early on. And um so I felt like, you know, I didn't get my just due. You know what I mean? So Mm-hmm. I always um wanted to um get an opportunity to do it over again and um okay. so when I got it uh I um wrote wrote it out did my thing and um I reached to out reached out to my homegirl uh Raquel Harper you know Raquel um Raquel Harper uh was on TMZ okay so she um reached out to Jim and them and got the current number and um. When I got on the line with them, they was already coming to Cali the next day. Wow. So they just told me where they was going to be at in Beverly Hills. So I pulled up over to them at the hotel and we talked about it. And uh, it was it was history from there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He told me, you know, uh, first time was luck, second time was a charm. So mm. you know, we're we going to go ahead and do this. And uh, he wasn't lying because the second time been a charm for real. Like. Yeah. Not just on the fact of the record with him, but just on the fact of me and the rebranding. Like it's it's been a dope experience. Okay. Awesome. So I guess my question is with the rebranding, what's different from who you were then to who you are today? Um so so how it started, um I was sitting um in the valley with uh Daphne Wayne's um Keenan Ivory Wayne's ex-wife, right? Okay. Kind of like a sister to me. And um we were sitting and we were just going over music and going over branding and um things like that. And she was like, you know, um your um your brand and, and the records you make have always been um commercial and always been for a female audience, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, So 
what about the name Young Kino that you have? Like, how does that demand the female fan base? She was like, we got to get suavier. You know what I'm saying? She was like, you know how you hear like Harry Belafonte and um, Fred Astaire and all these people. She was like, we got to, we got to get like that. Mm -hmm. So um, the rebrand was just more about me making the name and the um, craft and what the craft stands for and the records I stand for match together to create a brand because it, it wasn't a, a brand that was the moving parts were working together. You know what I mean? There was, there was something about everything that wasn't tying into everything. You know what I mean? And I think like everything comes from the name, you know, you think about like a, a food place, you know what I'm saying? Like you get that name and then the vision come, you know what I'm saying? Like, like after that. So it was like, it was like I had all the moving parts right, but the foundation went right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Yeah. So you just looked in the mirror and was like, hmm, that man has. The name came about. I didn't know you wanted to know the whole story, but um, um, I was just trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And one of my homeboys was like, um, have you heard ever heard of um this dude named Johnny Handsome? It was a movie where it was a guy who was um he basically was like the ugliest dude, right? And but he was part of the uh, first face augmentation. So when he had the augmentation, he became the dude that every dude wanted to be like, and the dude every woman wanted. So it was like he had a bad past, but his second time around was 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 different. Like you know, he had reinvented himself. So I'm like, dang, you know. The handsome part is dope, but I don't look like no Johnny. You know what I'm saying? So so being that um we use part of my name, um, Mark, we just took the K off and um E N E. My name's Marquine. We took the E N E off and um we made it to a C, like Mark Jacob, Mark Echo, you know, and, and like that. So we was like, shit, let's put it to a test. And um, you know, people supported it. So it was great. You know, because even like he like like here we go again. I gotta say Nino because he asked this question right when he when he was talking about real love. So being that I had the record, real love, you know, and it was Mark Handsome, I had to make it match. So it was like, man, I gotta make this love story because because that's what it is. It's like a poster boy brand. You know, I was like, you know, I'm gonna be the poster boy for the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I felt like that was something that we never had here. Okay. okay there, it is. there it is. There it is. And I, I was Googling Johnny Handsome. I wasn't being rude. I was Googling it so I can go and watch the movie later. And I'm looking at the pictures. You know, it's quite unique. <laughs> quite unique? That's what you say, man? That's, that's yes, what we do. Um, quite yeah. unique? Look, at the end of the day, when you come into this world, you have no control over your genetics. Okay? Facts. That's true. Very true. Facts. So his uniqueness came from one night, his mom and daddy. Next <laughs> 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 level than appearance. And okay. It doesn't matter. Got the movie. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to let Mark Hansen know about it and see if I like it. I'm almost like I probably like it. Okay. That makes sense. And rebranding is a beautiful thing. A lot of people feel like they can't do it. Well, I already got followers. I'm like, look. Your followers and stuff is cute. 
Yeah, it was, it was it was a hard thing. It was a hard thing to do because my my history, the bulk of my you know nine years, ten years was under something else. So I had to be confident enough to feel like this was gonna be greater than what was before. You know what I'm saying? Because most of my homeboys was like, "Man, you gonna change the name, bro? You got this record with that and this record with that." But what I believed was gonna be different. You know, I believed was gonna be better. I just felt like, you know, I didn't mind doing it because, you know, I just felt like the uh, the comeback was gonna be greater. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I actually enjoyed coming back into the realm of not having no records under this name. But now having the experience on what a hit record is, you know what I'm saying? What what's the sound? Um, you know how to get back to that melodic sound and the hooks where everybody is singing it. You know what I mean? Things like that. So it was like, okay, I'm I'm zero for zero right now. So, you know, here we go, and 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 I actually like it right now because um, you was on the um on the Zoom call, right? T Quest, you was on the national Zoom call, right? Mm -hmm. So you heard uh. Uh, DJ Double XL say like, "Yo, you know what I heard is, you know what I mean." So it's like these the records now is just like I'm like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like the one, two, three. I, you know, you usually supposed to have that one, two, right? You know, like, you know, put that one out and then have that two. You know what I mean? But I got like the one, two, three, four, five. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it ain't just the jab and the uppercut. It's like jab, uppercut, jab, uppercut, uppercut. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what do you classify yourself as? Because I feel like with your music and the way it is, it can kind of go both ways depending on the record. Right. So do right. you classify yourself as a singer? No, nah, no. Nah, definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. I'm going to say it because... You're the face like that, son. Like, well, this one I'm song, saying, you can think of I, that. Huh? No, nah, I definitely wouldn't say that, though, because my, my notes ain't, ain't it. You know what I'm saying? You really try, heard me trying to really... Here's some notes, but I always said, like, damn, if I could be a singer, though, that'd be, you know. Okay. Okay. There are some, not even some, there's a lot of singers out there that does songs like that single and literally classify themselves as Facts. a singer. Facts. There's a lot of melodic artists out yep. here. Yep. So I'm yep. never going to assume. Yep. So I just ask the question. Right. You know, um, you know, for me, it was just, for me, it was just more like, um, it was just a vibe, you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, it was just riding the beat, you know what I mean? I wasn't singing it, wasn't so rap. It was just like a vibe, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it was something new for me to try, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I, uh, I, I was, I could dig it when I, when I got through. I was like, okay, this, this, this it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Nina? No, it's not smart. Um, um, because when I heard it, I'm like, I, I don't think he's singing you know what i'm saying but there's a lot a lot of artists out there you hear them songs you're like no this is r&b i'm like oh this is singing now you know what i mean is, you know what i mean i'm like okay all right whatever but it was i like that you asked the question you know what i mean um but i also respect his answer that he respects real singers you know what i mean oh yeah i respect the singers man so i definitely wouldn't say i was um i was singing at all you know what i mean yeah, is. I, I definitely wouldn't say that I wouldn't mind learning, though, you know, some notes, though, you know what I mean? Because I think it'll make the wave even better, you know, on music, you know? Like, like Drake is killing it with that. Absolutely. You know? For a while. For yeah, a while. you know. 
Nine, yeah, and I ain't mad at what he's doing, you know, at all. Like, you know, you, you can't be mad. Like, that's that's talent, you know what I mean? He's tapped into some, some talent in him, and um, he's using that, he's using them tones, and, and he go back to straight hip-hop, so, you know? There it is. There it is. There it is. All right, we, we, what we're going to do, you got something to say, Quest? Go ahead. Say what you got to say. Mm-mm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. I, I know we've been talking about this real live joint. Um, I'm from the real love joint. So I think uh, we need to, you know, play that for the folks. So there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got, you got to play that. All right? Hey, tell them, though. Oh, you got the vid with it. Come on, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I got this. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Sue? Hey. I need something to take him to the club. Get uh, back to the crib, you heard? You've been out of me now, and that's real love. Used to think a nigga couldn't feel love. If I need it, it's not a question. Shawty bust the move and make it happen, damn baby. I think I found a real love, my baby. She a bad bitch, but I call her wifey. Uh-huh. She on that real love shit like the 90s. I got a shotgun every time I'm pulling out. Be going dumb in the pussy, I ain't pulling out. Big, big vision, yeah, baby, know the deal. Ain't checking on you lane since she came to the real. When I was low, she ain't even try to dip no. So every time I'm up, I'ma pay it like the rent. She be holding me down, and that's real love. Used to think the nigga couldn't feel love. I call her play, and she support my move. Big facts, homie, how can I lose? Like Kim and Ye. Put the rock on a nigga that's being J. Came and snatched her out the game, cause I don't play. Ay, I'm everything she need, hold up. She everything I need, hold up. That's why I got a tap before I leave. She got the type of cat to put a nigga in the lead. She be holding me down, and that's real love. Used to think a nigga couldn't feel love. I called her play, and she's supporting the move. Big facts on it, how can I lose? talked about it a lot so i'm like yeah we gotta give it to the people so they know what we're talking about you know what i mean yes because i was waiting to see the video and waiting to see her too because i didn't see the video and i wanted to see and i was like i know Nino about to play it so i was waiting a little turn you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) but um i just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure having you mark on the show and taking time out to be here with myself as well as dj el nino i appreciate uh, you for having me Absolutely. This is part of the show when you just 
talk to the listeners, whether they're um, tuning in live, whether when they hear on a streaming platform later or different radio stations, it's your moment. So you can have a wow moment, words of wisdom, let the people know how they can follow you, whatever you want to say to your fans and new potential fans, the floor is yours. What's happening? What's happening? It's Mark Handsome. Um, First and foremost, you can catch me on all platforms at being Mark Handsome. That's on Facebook, um, Twitter. That's on IG, being Mark Handsome. Uh, pretty much, I enjoyed the show. And anybody who tapped in who ain't up on me, I appreciate you if you join the um, join the band. You know what I'm saying? Get in and uh, you know follow the train and see where we head. And we got some good things coming forward and some big moves um, that I think you will enjoy. Okay. <laughs> There you go. And um, I want to give a special shout out to Chanel because Chanel is an incredible singer and pianist. And yes. when you said that you possibly one day looking for vocal lessons, she immediately put her company out there. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. she's like, if you're serious, she got you, you know? Okay. And I mean, okay. like, yeah. she dope too. Yeah, we'll uh-huh. talk. Yeah, she good. She uh-huh. good. She good. Chanel, um, hit me on the, um, on my, um, IG. It's uh being Mark Handsome. Absolutely, absolutely. She she be hitting them notes all the way up like where Mariah them be at. Facts. What Facts. up, soldier? She crazy with it. <laughs> absolutely. DJ soldier life in here, man. What up, soldier? Absolutely. My people, My, Peasy. What's up, Peasy? Is this, is this Peasy? Yeah, that's Peasy right there, of course. Okay, okay. But yeah, we Roxana. definitely. Roxana, what's up, Roxy? All your people's all here. And that's what it's all about. You know, no matter what you do, because I know as you grow in your career, it's going to get bigger and bigger. But it's nice to know you really have genuine fans out there that support what you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to say I definitely appreciate you having, like I said, taking the time out to be on the T-Quest show today myself, DJ El Nino. And don't be a stranger. I appreciate you reaching out, though. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all in the state. Well, right now I'm in Indiana. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida. Oh, you in Florida? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Was you at the uh, the conference? Yes, sir. That was a local. Yeah, I was. I, I was in there. Jacksonville. I could walk. Yeah, down. I was. I was there. All yeah. Right. Absolutely. I know you was there. You know how I know you was there? Because even though it's a conference, um, and we're all having fun and stuff, but as fleet DJs, you know, we're there to handle business too. So I'm standing there and I'm watching all the artists. You performed, right? Mark? I'm listening. Did you perform? Nah. You were just there? Yeah, I was just there. You know? Why didn't you perform? I mean, you know, to be honest, that was my first fleet, my first fleet experience. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I came down there and um, you know, was just um observing and seeing what the fleet movement was all about. It was all about, you know, um, mm-hmm. so I came um, and, um, you know, um, it was interesting, you know, say for me. But um, the best part of it for me um, happened around the, uh, actually the last day there. Um, I bumped into uh, DJ Soldier Life and um, he was talking to me and asked me what my experience was. And, um, you know, I was telling my highs and lows about um, you know, my experience as an artist. Mm-hmm. 
and he was just like, man, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me liven it up for you. So he took me himself and, and took me around to a good 20, 30 people and put me in the middle of the network and um, introduced me to the West Coast fleet okay. so I can really get to, you know, the people in my area. And um, from then on, it was really a great experience, you know, so to drop me into to a mix that turned into a bonfire for me and um, DJ Early mm -hmm. um, was who he actually, DJ Early was on the flight with, with me coming back to Cali. Okay. That's how we met. And, um, you know, DJ Early, man, you know, I don't know what he's what he's recognized on as the fleet mm -hmm. because he's so low key. Mm -hmm. but, Facts. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but what I could say is, you know, and I'm not talk making it up out of coasting because like mm -hmm. I, I, mean, I, I want to get supported in every coast. But what I'm saying is he's really about his West Coast theme and um, he made it his mission to make sure that I got in the groove with the West Coast fleet to meet Double XL and um Leonidas the DJ and um mm -hmm. um you know um the Las Vegas fleet and you know everything on the West Coast and um they they put me on that first platform and that's just what you know what what happened from there. You know um they have a goal the West Coast fleet have a goal right now and their goal is they wanna um be known more for what they bring into the table. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was a blessing for me that they felt like um, I was somebody who had the level of music that they wanted to get behind and push in front of all of you guys on the East and the South um, when I did that national call. Mm -hmm. Because initially I didn't have that national call and initially at the fleet conference, nobody didn't even know me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was later that they was like, dang, this dude was here. He had that record. I had just let the record out that week. You know what I'm saying? Well, we conversed that conference. And I even remember because it was only select a few artists that actually um, got the information in their IGs and stuff. And you were one of the selected few. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he's the guy from the conference. You know, and like you said, you didn't perform, but you're good at networking. And I remembered you and have your connection. There's a lot of artists, but I didn't, I didn't screenshot a lot of their IGs, only select a few. And you just happen to be one of them. I appreciate it. And look at you now. <laughs> but I like that because I tell some people too, every platform is not your platform, but it could be a potential opportunity. Just because they're a stage does not mean you always have to hit every single one of them. Right. You know, sometimes you can make more of an impact just being in the crowd and networking with the people and talking to them. And and you know that's that's what it was for me, man. You know, um, and how can I say this? So so humbly speaking, right? Mm -hmm. I just felt like for me, um, I had been in this um, for for a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. and so when I came there, for me, it was more about having. Um, real conversations with the DJs, you know, with real conversation with the DJs, not, you know, I just didn't feel like I was in the starving artist part where I'm running and trying to chase DJs. I mean, at the end of the day now where I'm at in my career, I feel like I'm a man first, right? So, so not about pride or nothing like that, but I feel like for artists and DJ, it's it's a mutual business, right? I need to bring the DJs a hit and they need hits to break. 
Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, when I was there, you know, like I say again, humbly speaking, I just felt like I don't, I, I don't need to chase nobody. I need to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? And when I get those um, real conversations, mm-hmm. it will turn into real business. You get what I'm saying? So uh, my first couple of days wasn't like that. You know, DJs was moving around and artists was chasing them and things like that. And I just felt like that wasn't my wave. I felt like my wave was to pull people and have real conversations. So when you saw me there, I was trying to get the real conversations. You know what I'm saying? And that that's what it was for me. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I literally just told a whole a label's going down to Texas Fleet Week, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I sent out an email to the artists that are going. I'm like, look, this is another type of fleet, and it's going to be fun for you guys, but don't do the average stuff because you'll get lost in the shuffle. Try to build a real relationship and connection with these DJs so they actually remember you. Don't just give me a social media and call it a day. Like, that doesn't work for everybody. Man, look, um, I was on a, um, a call with a DJ Mr. Popular out there in Florida. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, isn't he out there in Florida? Yeah, Jacksonville, he said. Yeah. yeah, so he brought me um, uh, on one of you guys' uh, Monday calls. Monday calls. Okay. Kind of like um, like your informational calls, a real, you know, where y'all really have real conversations. And they were talking about artists giving us social media or just hitting people through social media and expecting that to, to just land, you know what I'm saying? And for me, uh, I was, um, I believe in pulling up. So when I came back early, Ian then was sending me the link to do the, uh, the West coast, uh, conference call. I was like, man, shit, well, where y'all at? You know what I'm saying? So I pulled up, I was like the first artist to pull up and do the zoom call from, from there. You know what I'm saying? And so at that point, they was just like, dang, dude, pull up. You know, I pulled up in Vegas on them. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I'm finna come out to New York, you know, and, and handle some business with Jim. And I'm gonna pull up on um, uh, P Money. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to do something in Virginia with uh, Pink Diamond and uh, Jazzy, DJ Jazzy Beats. So, you know, um, and even in New York, I'm supposed to get with DJ Mark. You know what I'm saying? You see, I'm remembering names, so that yeah, tells you. Know, you like, I, you know, I like that. You know, That's yeah, smart. Like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tell you. That tell you. You know what I mean? So, and then you know, um, you saw Kim on the line over here. Kim, that's part of the fleet. That's in um, Memphis, Tennessee. Her and um, DJ Flavor. Um, you know, I'm gonna tap in. I'm gonna tap in with them, and then um, um, you know, the Latino DJs hit me yesterday. Um, Les. DJ Les Rico. Yes, Florida in the building. He got you know him. He, he know more fleet than fleet. I know. I know. Facts. <laughs> yeah, point. To him, man, and then I got to get back down to Jacksonville and get with Soldier Life, man. You know, I'm like, you know, that y'all they gave me to go on that call that they was behind it. So, you know, no, 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 no. Hey, you can't tell me you with it and, and, and don't expect me to pull up and be like, hey, y'all said it. That that's just I'm just keeping it real. If the fleet was on the call, they said they rock with it. So I'm pulling up for like y'all that. to do what y'all like said that. y'all gonna do. No, that's no. proof. That's not even like, you know, and that and like you said, you know, that ain't even no like um pressing up nobody. I'm just yeah, like yeah. What y'all said it's a go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That is for real. That's that's real. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm trying to find out where T Quest is, cause you know. 
you 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 did the interview, so what you telling me is this is a go. So I'm finna see, you know. So go and line them DJs up over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. As soon as he get here, he can be like, "Where Nino at?" Now that- <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. But um it's it's I love artists like you because everything you're saying is exactly what I teach artists when we do Zoom classes. It's on um, music and business one on one. And you you already know it. And I'm like, oh. it's like a breath of fresh air. And uh, it, it makes you stand out amongst the rest. Like just yeah. listening to you naming the DJs of the coalition and their locations. And I test the other DJs all the time. I'm like, do you know who are the top five people in Fleet and in order? They'd be like, who? I said, see. Uh, what would that be? Classic? Uh-oh. What is name? Aaron? Would that oh, be Aaron? Yeah. Oh, uh, and then would that be the managers? Like West Coast, East Coast, South managers? You know what I'm saying? Like double XL. For the fact that you do Classic and Aaron, that's good so yeah. far. Facts. But Classic and Aaron is top two CEO and COO and then is the president vice president and all that stuff mm. but for the fact that you know that that's great okay. within itself okay. see everybody knows you the manager but is you know that T Quest is the R&B division manager you know what I'm okay. saying okay you know what I mean yeah and, and, and... D- yeah, go ahead go ahead <laughs> no you go ahead you go ahead and DJ Bill Nino is the assistant manager in the R&B division you know what I'm okay. saying so, okay okay so this is an R&B thing you know I mean? but it's more than that Yes, yeah, because facts, Nino won best mix show DJ of the year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah so we got some yeah. some some bottles in there. T-Quest won a fleet DJ's lady of the year. Lady of the year. That's so you gotta is. realize, Mark, like that platform, okay? Yeah. Flat, yeah. flat, yeah. flat platform. Platform. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? But just like you, you just come on, observe, and you just handle your business. That's the same thing when we go, not really out, when we float through the virtual world because it's still cooties out here. You know, we just have conversations with people. Right. I'm listening because I'm not the type to like brag or boast or go through a whole list of accolades. I'm blessed to be where I'm at and all that I've been through and all that I've accomplished. But I don't lead with that. I'm like, no, I want you just to talk to me. Let me see where you're at so I know how to converse with you. Yeah, because, because it's character before anything. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's you introduce yourself off of who you are first, anything. Like, you know, um, that's why I said, like I was saying earlier, you know, when I was there, it was more about me having conversations um, as, a, as a man first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, I think I was telling classic, like, you know, man, like I want to have a conversation with you as a man, like not, not no artist stuff, just, you know what I mean? I came out here from, mm-hmm. from Cali, so, I, you know, I want to, you know, mm-hmm. want to holler. I love that. Yeah, facts. That's how you respect that, real talk. You you yeah. remember that, rather mm-hmm. than somebody talking about give me an at blah, 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 underscore 60. Yo, so-and-so, you know so I mean? follow me on the, be like. Hey, facts. Yeah, okay. Right, yeah, because you know, I sat down with a, I sat down with a bunch of people while I was out there, man. We we invited my team, invited them to dinner, man. We were breaking bread with DJs, man. We was eating, you know, having meals and stuff like that, you know, at, at certain places. Like, you know, what I mean, we we hooked up with a, a, a few DJs and a few people, um, and had dinners and lunch and, you know, had some you know bottles with, and, 
things like that. Okay, great. So when are we going to sit down to have lunch or dinner? You, me, Nino, your team, you know, we got to put that together, right? Okay. We definitely do, because I, I told you, I'm pulling up to everything, man, everything fleet right now. I'm finna hit fleet every state. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know, we part of multiple teams and conglomerates, so we bigger than fleet. You know? okay. okay. So, just let me know. Of course, one of y'all got the check, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, we can definitely um, do some things, because like you said, we always talk about building relationships and connections right in the type of man that you are you would never get lost in the shuffle and I respect right. facts facts thank you i appreciate it facts we appreciate facts. you boo boo <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just so emotional right now because he just so amazing thank you but the yeah, show been over i'm going to have to edit it for the radio stations but cuz it went over an hour so right now we just parlaying, but oh, know. okay, it's twelve minutes past, huh? I didn't know. You know why? Because people have so much fun when they talk in myself and Nino that they don't even realize they've been past an hour. Who was it that time, Nino? Um, I think it was Woody from Drew Hill. Oh, Woody, oh my God, Woody! You talking about from Drew Hill? Yeah. Yeah. So he was here, and you know he was just, but he didn't even realize how long it was and he extended yeah. the time that he was going to be up there and a lot of them do that because they get comfortable on the platform you know because we don't just ask the same generic questions you know it's just more of a dope conversation and um i'm like well it's been three hours i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> but that just means it's organic right yeah, that part and facts. that's what it's facts. about you know what i'm saying facts. so um I'm going to wrap this up, but before we do, I need a favor from you. I need a video testimonial and just talk about, say, this is so-and-so and just talk about your experience on the T-Quest show with T-Quest, DJ Onino, just a testimony. Can you do that for us? Yeah, I, I definitely can. Right, and then... Um, See if Nina want to flex us out of here. See what he wants to do. Nina want to flex us out of here? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. No, we good today. Fine. I'll flex us out of here. You'll flex? Not a problem. <laughs> Look, I, I, would, <laughs> I would cook up my controller and embarrass all of y'all, okay? Thank you. I, yeah. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> but it's not mix it with DJ of the year. I don't want to do that with the other people. Bring it on. That's all I gotta say. Bring it on. No, but seriously, um, yeah, um, make have the solo shot, and then you just give your um live testimonial, okay? Okay, sounds good. It was breaking up this last part when you were talking. What you say? It's time to do the video testimonial. Your experience okay. um being here with T Quest and DJ Onino. Whenever you're ready. Okay. What's happening? It's your boy Mark Handsome. Uh, just got through doing this interview with the T on the T Quest show uh, with T Quest and DJ Il Nino. It was a vibe. Definitely enjoyed it. And um, I, I suggest all you guys try to get with their program and get an opportunity. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. 
So um, I need you to um, do a little more, but make it more personal. It sounds scripted. It do. So I heard you like well, we're gonna do like this. Like so, I heard you was on the T Quest show with T um T Quest and El Nino. How are they? Okay. Okay. So you ready, you ready for me to go now? Mm-hmm. So you want me to say personal things? You know how I enjoyed the show. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Good. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, my brother. Okay. What's happening, man? It's your boy Mark Handsome. Just got through doing the T Quest show. It was definitely a vibe. Um, what I what I enjoyed most was that we had real authentic questions. Um, wasn't a typical artist question. We really got into things that have to do with career building and um, brand building. Um, you know, so when you come on the show, definitely make sure that you got your uh, education game up where you can handle the conversations and um, you know, sound like your artist that ain't uh 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 uh. You know, what I'm saying all the time. But that you're ready for what you're going to go through. Um, again, it's something I definitely enjoyed, and I would suggest any artist to try to get with this platform. It's definitely a vibe. Thank you. I appreciate that. There it is. So we ain't like the people ain't still in the room now, are they? Or I'm going to play your song. I'm going to dance on a little bit, and um, you know, what I mean, the sound of that like that. All right, let's do this. There you go. Like I'm a star. <sighs> Got you bad one down. Just like I'm a god.
Yeah. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Gelem Designs can help you with just that. Word? From laptop skins? You want Promotional flyers? Yo, son! Promo videos? I need that! OBS switch overlays and backgrounds? Hey, yo, let me get that! Professional one sheets and so much more. Oh, my God. Please visit our website, www.lummyworld.com, today to check out our designs. Got it. Follow us on social media at Gotta Love Me World. Follow it. Gilem Designs are here to take care of all your graphic needs.